Hey there, everyone. My name is Emil, and you're listening to another episode of Emil in the Morning at Night. Okay, once again, I've been really busy this week, compounded by the fact that I didn't get much proper sleep. But first off, before I get started talking about anything, I'd like to apologize for something like two episodes ago. I was re-listening to some of the past interviews, and I caught that I accidentally mispronounced the title of Rafi's comic in the intro for episode 11. I said Sarangayan instead of Saragnai which is the proper pronunciation. Man, I'm horrible at reading stuff in Filipino. Really sorry about that. It's Saragnayan, people, not Saranggayan. Saragnayan, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so as far as my week goes, there's so many games out right now and I can't play any of them properly. I'm real happy about the new Guild Wars 2 expansion, Heart of Thorns, so I really want to play more of that. But there's also the Tree of Savior beta and I really want to get the most out of that. And like just the other day, I got an email inviting me to the closed beta for the North American release of Blade and Soul. And that's like a game I've been keeping an eye on for localization for like past four years or something. It's been nuts and I don't really know what to play anymore. Hopefully next week frees up a bit more so I can give something a good sit down and play properly I hope. Anyways, on to this week's episode. This week, we're having something a little different from our usual episodes. For this episode, I sit down with one of my best friends in the world, Charlie. He's a filmmaker, an animator, an illustrator, and he's currently taking his masters at the New York Film Academy in LA. This episode is a bit different because it's really just Charlie and I catching up. The funny thing about this episode is that I was the last one to know that day that we were gonna be doing a recording for the episode of the podcast. With Charlie's flight leaving in a few hours, I really thought we were just gonna be hanging out that day. If anything though, One thing I'd like to mention is Charlie's film that we talked about on the episode called Player 2. It's a short film that's also his thesis and it's Charlie's tribute to video games and how important they are. It's on Indiegogo right now and it's a shame that I'm releasing this episode of the podcast with just a few more days to go for funding, but it would be super cool if you guys could check it out. I'll leave a link in the description of this episode, so make sure you guys swing by, yeah? If you enjoy stuff like this, I'll be bringing you conversations about life and video games every week, so don't forget to subscribe if you can. Alright, let's get down to this week's episode. Here's Emil in the Morning at Night, episode 13, with Charlie Coralejo. Probably the best estimate. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you want this monitor or? Take it in there. Oh, like. Does that sound good? Should I adjust the levels? No, no, no. Good, ba? Baba yetu yetu yenguri yetu yetu abira baba yetu. Okay, this is Charlie testing the levels. Oh, blah 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 blah. Ne, ane ane ane. In English, Africa. Yeah. Yeah, you, you were just in Africa. Yeah. They're like, hey, listen to this song. I saw the video, and yeah. Like, this is really good. I'm like, where is this Bye. from? They're like, sit by your civilization. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, anyways, let's start. Let's start. Uh, okay. Welcome to another episode of A Meal in the Morning at Night, where I talk to interesting people over a cup of coffee at night. And tonight, joining us today is Charlie Coralejo, a good friend of mine. I actually just got back home from my trip from the US from Europe like all over the place and I'm excited to catch up with my friend Charlie you just got here right yeah when are you leaving later fuck in, mm. in 12 hours you're I'm leaving in 12 li- hours 12 hours I'm flying so I'm catching up with you over the podcast yes that's just to get our listeners up to speed you know we're talking to my good friend Charlie Coraleo he's one of my best friends in the world he's super important to me dude relax huh <laughs> <laughs> Dude, so we're late na tayo for dinner. <laughs> okay, okay. 
He's been a professional director for five years. He's an animator, an illustrator, and he's currently taking his master's in the New York Film Academy in LA. Hmm? Not East Coast, so West Coast. No, no, no. New York in LA. LA. Yeah. Okay, okay. How long has it been since we've seen each other? <laughs> I like get gargling coffee for some reason. <laughs> Why are you gargling the coffee? You love the other coffee. Do you think that's what you do with coffee? Gargle the coffee? I gargle something. <laughs> okay, so how long? Swallow the gravy. <laughs> <laughs> how long have you been like away? Like how? I've been gone for nine months now. I've been like studying master's filmmaking. How has it been there in LA? I mean, like it's pretty funny there. Pretty funny in what way? Yeah. Alright, All right, we're here in the Philippines. We're here in the Philippines right Typhoon, now. I don't know what the name is. Lando. Lan- Lando. That's the awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Star Wars. Typhoon, Typhoon Lando, and like went to an SM sale. You went to an People SM sale. People were like everywhere. Everyone's driving. It's traffic. And I'm just like, wow. No one gives a shit. No one gives a shit about the typhoon. <laughs> exactly. In LA, it's like, hmm, it's drizzling, and everyone's like, ah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I know that about LA. Like I'm walking one day. It's like it's like the second time I've seen rain for a while. Uh-huh. And I'm just like, oh, rain. I love rain. I miss rain. And then some people are pointing at me. Look at that Asian boy. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that Asian boy in the in rain. In the rain. What a crazy man. <laughs> and I'm like, hey you, fuck you. <laughs> Le- learn anything interesting in LA yet? Uh, what do you mean? Like about, about filmmaking? About filmmaking. Uh, like what do you handle so far? Uh, I, I know you've been handling like actual films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, That's pretty cool, when, right? Yeah, I didn't used to like film like actual film like okay. I hated actual film for a really long time because I'm like oh, digital is gonna be the best I mean it's gonna kick everything out and it's like who the hell is gonna use film <laughs> a bunch of like pretentious bricks and then now I'm just like ah oh, damn it film's actually pretty fucking good why? I, why though? why? Like, it's a quality thing it's a real quality thing like imagine using something digital it's basically mimicking what something looks like wherein if you're using film it's a physical imprint of something light travels and burns a piece of something <laughs> and, oh wait wait it burns a piece of silver halide. Silver halide, okay. Oh, I know this shit. No, I don't. Uh, <laughs> it gets an imprint of that image, and it's an actual physical thing. So whatever you have in a digital image, mm-hmm. it's never going to be as accurate as actual film. Oh, all right. So like, ah, cool. Yeah, but like, you have to be careful with the cans, oh, shit like oh that. We have a guy that we call the Flash. The Flash, okay. <laughs> He's like, oh, I opened the can very quick. I closed really fast. <laughs> I'm like, what, you're faster than light? That thing's gone. <laughs> Holy shit. What accent was that? <laughs> oh, I, I, I have no idea. It was supposed to be my Spanish accent. I really like your non-specific racist accent. <laughs> okay, I think we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like, let's let our listeners catch up with us. I mean, like, this is just you and me catching up. We're friends. We haven't seen each other for a long time and we're talking about our shit right now but like to the listeners could you introduce yourself like who is charlie hi i'm hi, hi. <laughs> i'm charlie yes i'm a filmmaker as much as i'd like to call myself i'm a filmmaker for a long time i've just been really into making films and making art mm-hmm. in a weird way i guess and like i make illustrations i make animations i direct films but professionally i've been doing i don't know corporate stuff corporate stuff yeah like I mean, you used to work with mad banana right I used to mad banana i used to work with uh kevin Oh, Studios. now they're called Cabin. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And yeah, we do a lot of stuff together. I mean, they grew me as a person. Because like, I started working with them uh, like five years ago, sure. Right? But like... Five years? I thought it was much longer than no, that. No, that's the thing. I started working with them professionally five years ago. Like, they Just, would actually give me a paycheck. Okay. But like, when I was 12, I started working with them. 
I started, yeah. I, I mean, you've mentioned this offhandedly before, but like 12, really? Mm. How did you like... I went to LA and then while my brother-in-law was taking, he just finished taking New York Film Academy. Okay. <laughs> just following the footsteps, yeah, huh? Yeah, okay. kind of. And then he started like his own company and then he saw me like not doing anything for a really long time. <laughs> and he's like, you just here, edit this. And I'm like, all right, beep, beep, boop, boop. I know how to edit now. <laughs> beep, boop, beep, boop. That's editing. <laughs> Those are the editing sounds. Beep, beep, beep. No, it's like I actually reached the time where it's like, <laughs> are those real editing sounds? Yeah, yeah. For our listeners yeah, out no, there. Eventually, he actually taught me how to do it manually before, like with like manual editing. Yeah, like, like actually cutting film. But that's even way before. But no. Like, oh, okay. You actually have to stop uh, an output and then press record on the input and then play the output and then it's gonna copy what's coming out of the output. Like imagine trying to edit with two VHS players. Okay, I can do that. I, I know think how to I do see that. where you're. Yeah. The VHS thing that sounds really, really. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe fun. The word is fun ass hat. The, the word is fun ass hat. Okay, so film has been like a big part of your life ever Nerd. since you were... <laughs> film has been a big part of your life ever since you were a kid, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I like... I used to want to be a priest. Wow, that's I like... I used to want to be a priest and I was like, you know what? Money? No, no actually. Because was... a previous guest said this exact same thing what? and he's like, I used to want to be a priest, but money. <laughs> How did that happen? <laughs> um, no, uh, no, it was more of like, a, I don't know, like I wanted to be a priest because I wanted to be a contributor to the world and help people out and I don't know, I think it was a better idea for me to do mm-hmm. film because why would anyone listen to me as a priest? <laughs> <laughs> no one's gonna listen to your one-hour homily, yeah, Charlie. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> um, they're gonna watch your film. Film, right? Sabini Jesus, I know. And the those Sabini Jesus, that, that's what's gonna happen. Like, I'll be up there, like, um, wait long, wait long. Ah, what the hell? Like, that's me up in the podium. Like, uh, no, the altar, the podium. Today. The podium. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll be up in the altar going, like, uh, so masarap yung crispy pata hap. Yung host hindi masyado. Okay, we've known each other for so long, but I actually don't know much about your work. And, like, I've worked with you on a whole bunch of projects before. Like, you'd use me as an extra somewhere, things mm-hmm. like that. We would like work on the company Christmas film thing. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, those the things they do back in Caven. I would work with you every once in a while, but I actually don't know anything about filmmaking for real. Yeah, what for do you real, want to know? Real. There's so many jobs in filmmaking. Yeah, mainly mainly though, what are you? Are you a director, an editor? I wish I could call myself a director, like completely. Yeah. But I'm not. Like I am a director and I can complete ideas as a director. Right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I also enjoy being a full time editor as well. For myself and for other people and also enjoy being a full-time I don't know musician or full-time composer yeah full-time. man you you or jam out on pianos and harmonicas like randomly yeah ah, well, fun yeah I, mean, I, mean, I don't know like if you know what it feels like to have an art I yeah guess. yeah so for sure like, having an art's fun mm-hmm. and that's all I see to it like look at this new brand new thing that no one's ever made and it's like ah this is an emergence of myself through another thing so mostly when it comes to film you just immerse yourself in the art not really putting a label on yourself you'd like I to know. call yourself a director yeah. oh, well if I have to explain filmmaking as anything else it's a storytelling tool yeah for sure for sure piece of like hey there is either a piece of me or i I see something that needs to be told there's a concept i want to communicate yeah and then the (laughs) 
Beep-boop. It's out. Beep-boop. Bleep-boop. Editing. Editing. sounds. Okay, shit. Um, wait lang, wait lang, wait lang. Um, right now, we're drinking coffee. Um, middle of the morning at night. Poca. 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 Poca cappuccino. For tonight, we're drinking Poca cappuccino. Real brewed from coffee beans. <laughs> okay. Anyways, so far, we've talked about you being in film, you um, studying right now your master's in the New York Film Academy in LA. How did we meet, actually? Um, we haven't seen each other in forever, and I feel like you've been my friend for a really long time. When did we meet? We met in that coffee place. Like, uh, Chocolat. Yeah. Like, Chocolat, there. Chocolat in yeah. Katipunan. How yeah. long ago was that? 2009? Has it been 2009, 2007? 2009. Has it been six years? Is that six years? Is my math correct? Like old, dude. Yeah, dude. Holy shit. So, we've been friends for six years. I met you formally, if I remember correctly. No, Peter. Peter introduced us. Yeah, Peter introduced us, but we weren't really like hanging out or anything like that. I think the time that we started really hanging out was when I asked you guys to help me out with that short film for Doki. Is that when it started? No, that's not when it started. When did it start? I started hanging out with more of your friends after that. Ah, after Doki thing. Yeah, yeah after yeah. the Doki thing. And during the Doki thing. Okay. But when did we before start that, no, out? you started playing Zag. Right! I playing right, Zag right. and I really like playing Zag and then that was awesome. So I started hanging out with you. Right, that and was then, that was around the time that we would it, always play Zag at yeah, lot. But it always took like, I don't know, like five to six hours before you actually oh, get yeah, started man. playing. Yeah, Sobra. But it was a massively fun time. For our listeners out there, Zag was like this, this, this. Zombie apocalypse game. Yeah, Zag stands for the zombie apocalypse game. It was this tabletop RPG that we made and like we enjoyed playing. Yeah. Like it was like D and D but with zombies and in Manila. A tentacle one. I should really release that book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. With a USB flash drive full of tentacle porn into, into your chest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it turned into a tentacle monster. You, you turned into a tentacle monster. It was a really good role. Yeah. I had to give it to you. Anyways, I just feel like our friendship just kept going and going and going. And like yeah. you're into film, like I'm not into film, but like we just got along through the game everything like that mm. and you helped me out with a bunch of stuff for my endeavors your endeavors with all that said though i only know the shit you do when we're together how is it like being a film director and editor somebody who is engrossed in the film when you're not with me industry yeah me? to phrase the question better maybe walk us through a day in the boots of someone like you oh okay well it's more like growing the seed of an idea <laughs> growing the seed of an idea yeah all right and polishing it like crazy okay because like for example having a script having an idea mm-hmm Having an idea turn into a script, having a concept turn into a script, it's a lot of effort already. Yeah, yeah, because for sure. you have to A, understand every single character that you're gonna be having, mm-hmm. B, try to make sure that every single action that they have is true to their character, and C, make sure that every action throughout the film is entertaining. One way or another, like, uh, yeah, the easy way of making it entertaining is like to make it full of conflict. So you have to invent all that. So even if you're like, oh, I have an idea about like a zombie apocalypse or whatever. Yeah, yeah, zombie apocalypse. The start yeah. is that they, the zombie apocalypse happens and the end is that they beat it. Like you have to fill in the gaps for all that. You have to plan out for all of that. And you also have to plan out everything that's within your means. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because apart from filmmaking being uh, like, yeah, it's a creative process of like making things that doesn't exist and just come to life. Yeah, for sure. It's also like business thing. <laughs> so yeah, you, there's that side. Like even if you're not out there to earn money, you need money to be able to make the things that you want. In my opinion, like money is the power of creation. Yeah. Really, like you need it. Ah, there's always things around everything. Mm-hmm. And like, it's amazing what people can come up with. I'm not saying money's the end all be all. Yeah, it's not for way sure. Way of like solving every problem, but mm-hmm. like. Sure helps. Yeah, it sure helps. <laughs> <laughs> 
Like even if you're super creative and you spend nothing on your budget for making the film, like it would be really really nice if you're writing the script with a wagyu steak. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> with a wagyu steak. <laughs> I think one of the biggest examples now, like different from the film industry though, is the video game industry. Uyan dito pala phone ko. Wala wala naghahanap sa akin. One of the You can now check in to your Air China flight to Los Angeles. Ah, alis ka na bukas. Takin mo. Okay. Expedia calls. One of the big examples that I'm thinking of right now, like when it comes to the video game industry naman, mm. with your example, the money sure helps, mm. is Metal Gear Solid 5, the Phantom Pain. Basically, But didn't they have like they a ha- ton of budget? <laughs> they had a ton of budget, like sobrang ramming budget and shit like that. Basically, one thing that a lot of people don't know about the Metal Gear Solid game is that it was one of the reasons that Konami made the business decisions it did during this year. So, Metal Gear killed Konami? Something like that. Basically, they've been taking very conservative moves nowadays and shifting more to a less risk-oriented approach because of how much Metal Gear cost. It cost them way too much and at the same time, Kojima was taking so long. It's just an example of what budget can do to the quality of a game because you played Metal Gear 5. It's really good, right? Yeah. Yeah, but it's like... It's really, really good. You ever like Fulton someone who's like... <laughs> hey, hey buddy, you sleep? Here's a balloon. <laughs> <laughs> It's pretty fucking great, yeah. right? Ooh, a sheep. <laughs> Go to sleep. Here's a balloon. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Kojima, that's not how the Fulton system works. <laughs> <laughs> And like, you know, there's a lot of fun stuff. Like I really like hanging out in the mother base. They'll be like, oh, it's yeah, boss. Snake, it's boss. Uh, boom. And they salute you. And I'm just like, I'm gonna throw a magazine to your face. <laughs> Isn't it weird that all your dudes on Mother Base are like, boss? Then you beat them up you know, and right. all of them Thank say, you. Thank you, boss. <laughs> What the fuck is up with your soldiers? Harder. More. <laughs> <coughs> Sorry. Okay. Now that we're talking about video games, what have you been playing lately, man? Oh, Metal Gear is my last game. Metal Gear. Mm-hmm. Metal Gear. Metal Gear. I saw that video of you playing Metal Gear in class. <laughs> <laughs> I'll fucking kill you. <laughs> Why? Are your classmates supposed to hear this? Are your know, teachers I supposed to I, I didn't play such things. Videos on Facebook. During one of the presentations. <laughs> <laughs> He's playing Ground Zeroes. No, no, no. Not even Ground Zeroes. Phantom, uh, Phantom, Phantom Pain. Phantom Pain. Holy shit. Later on, there's like a Ground Zeroes. <laughs> <laughs> That was around the time where you started class, right? Yeah, when yeah. Ground Zeroes came mm-hmm. out. Besides that, what else have you been playing? I mean, like, ever since you've been gone, actually, like, I miss yung gaming times natin because usually how our friends would meet up is that we'd all go to your condo. Yeah. We'd all go to your condo. Yeah. We'd sit down on your mattress on the floor. Yeah. We'd plug in all our controllers. Mattress on the, the floor. floor. <laughs> Not bed. Yeah. Mattress on the floor. And then we'd all just game. We'd play Skullgirls. We'd play Street Fighter. Yeah, no, uh, it's awesome, right? Like, we were playing Injustice for a bit. And we're like, Yeah, this is cool, Yeah, yeah, And then okay. like, ooh, Skull Girls, I heard about this in the podcast. And our kids. Like, yeah, this, yeah, yeah, this, yeah. I, I think this is great. Play it. This is great. This is so <laughs> fucking great, though. This is great. I'm <laughs> like, I, I, I hate fighting games, but I love this. Yeah, yeah. And that's actually what turned me on to fighting games yeah. again, right? Dude. That, no, that's what turned me on at all. Like, I hated fighting games. Oh, really? I mean, like, I Tekken had, like, was just like, okay, I know the best combo, and I'll just keep using it until it works. I'll use the 10-hit finish. combo over yeah. and over and over in the juggle, yeah. Like, but, like, Skull Girls was like, hey, here's ways to balance out the system you can't do infinite combos yeah there's, there's infinite you're combo creative, production yeah unless mm-hmm. you're creative with like doing stuff I don't know why why it was more even though Street Fighter should be better than this like it was better at teaching me like hey guard yourself properly from like high attacks when you're standing up <laughs> I think the comparison is Street Fighter is chess Skullgirls is checkers eh, 
No? No, 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 no. Really? It's more of an eh, like more. Of, I, I, okay, I guess bringing to my own industry. Ah, oh, okay. Go, 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 go. Street Fighter is movies, and Skull Girls is TV. Oh, okay. It's an accessibility thing for me. Oh, all right. That's interesting. Because for like me, you, Skull Girls brings the whole MVC type of hyper. Yeah, yeah. For like Street Fighter, you have to get really far in to really, really enjoy that. Yeah, man. Yeah, to man. really understand how deep it goes. You need to understand all your chess pieces. But you need that full effort to finish half the movie. Mm-hmm. Skull Girls like pass through. Watch an episode. Walk, turn on the TV. It's there, and then it's immediately like appealing to you. Oh, oh right? that makes sense. If you flip to that channel. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like I was so impressed that Skull Girls turned us on so hard to fighting games. Yeah. I mean, after we played Skull Girls, diba, diba? Yeah, and no. we all bought fight sticks. No, I'm telling you right now, laban <laughs> Yeah, 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 for sure. Like after this recording, Skullgirls tayo kagad. I had my computer reformatted, but I downloaded Skullgirls last night just so we could play before you leave. Unlock, unlock that. Okay, unlock that. Unlock that. All the DLC. It's super fun. So before, that's how we would game. We would hang out at your place. But ever since you've been gone, we've been having trouble finding a place to to congregate and play. I mean, sometimes online na lang kami nakikita, or sometimes lalabas ko laptop ko. I haven't been playing that much either. Yeah, like yeah. besides Phantom Pain, what have you been up to? Well, what have okay. you been playing? What was my last yeah. game? It was a 36-hour flight to Africa. Yeah, to Seychelles. Not 36 hours in Latin flight. Like there's like a bunch of waiting time. You told me a while ago you had a seven-hour layover. Yeah, and then like I picked up Monster Hunter again. <laughs> oh shit! You've been playing Monster Hunter on yeah. the plane. Yeah, so Holy like shit. there's like a bunch of hours when I'm like, okay, let's try out that Apex Rajang again, and then there's like <laughs> like six tries, and then like okay, let's let's build up some confidence again. <laughs> like, like, them come, bro. Like, oh, right. like you have no idea how happy we were that you got into Monster Hunter. Yeah, I hated Monster Hunter. Yeah, you like before back when we were all super into it. We were like, Charlie, try mo. It'd be like, fuck, fuck you, fuck you, fuck that game. No, yeah. no, no. Yeah, it still has bad UI. <laughs> it does have pretty bad yeah, UI. Really, really bad UI, but like, it still got a really good like experience. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Monster Hunter is all about the experience yeah. of the hunt. Yeah. So if you push through the thickness of the like accessibility, it, it, it's that, all that's about. Accessibility. It's, it's all about accessibility. Like uh, that's why I think it did a better job than three. Because the first thing you do is like, oh, Darren Moran, and you're like, oh, cool guy again. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like, three had you like hunting yeah. tiny monsters, deer. Get some meat. Okay. Yeah. Here, make a potion. Oh like, yeah, yeah. How yeah. many? Like you have like an hour, or whatever, like doing that, trying to figure that shit out. I mean, of course, if you've been playing this for years, you can go through that in shorter time. Plus, you know what's coming. Yeah, you know what's doing. What mm-hmm. you're doing, but like, and you're already like hyped for the actual hunt. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. There's like a big wall that you have to climb first before you get to the part where in like hey look at the fun fantasy land in the back of this where in like mm. there's monsters and you're like hey I want to wear you <laughs> <laughs> I want to wear all of you yeah I want to wear all of you <laughs> I think the common theme among all of the games we play is like their accessibility and entrance barrier I think yeah. like the fighting games the monster hunter all of these games have such high entrance barriers yeah. and what do you think the deal with that is all of these games that have so much to offer with their high entrance barrier what do you think is the solution to something like that yeah design it's always gonna be about design think about what you're doing <laughs> I know you're big on design big on UX the user experience mm-hmm. and big on UI for example let's say um, monster hunter what's wrong with it 
What's wrong with it is that for part of what makes it fun in the long run is actually all the micromanagement stuff that you have to do. But it makes, I don't know why. Like this, I guess, I guess this is my own like fix for it. Okay. But I don't need that at first. I don't need the micromanagement stuff at first. Okay. I don't need to learn how to make potions first. I don't need to learn how to make. Ah, all right. I don't need to learn how to make meat first. Give me these things. So basically don't put that up front. Yeah, don't put that up front. I could learn that. Like, let me run out. Then I'll have the urgency to make it. Oh, creating urgency yeah. through limited. Yeah, yeah, limited. Limitated. 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 Yeah. English. <laughs> but like, if I had that and they're just like, here, potions heal you. Meat gives you stamina. Okay. Here's a Tetsukabra. <sighs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it would have been way more fun if they taught you this first. Mm -hmm. But the fight is way more fun. The hunt is way more fun. Yeah, yeah, for hey, sure. they move areas once in a while. Hey, if you hit their feet, their feet they'll will fall be, over. Yeah, they'll fall over. So, you know, that's huh? fun too. If you hit or, their tail, it comes off. Yeah, if they're carrying something with their face, hit their face. If you break their jaw, yeah, bad exactly. trip. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. Like, the fun parts of the hunt is what gets you in anyway. Mm -hmm. Why not make that first? The Darren Moran was like the a Darren good Moran. start, yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. not all the way there. So you're saying like grab all of the minutia of the game and spread it out instead of front loading the game. Yeah, even even the weapon system thing is kind of weird for me. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, because like, like they're already like, hey, look at all your options. Oh uh, come on, man! I yeah, just yeah. started. Yeah, yeah, I just started. Like I don't know which one. Oh, maybe if it's like, hey, here's an option. Do you know how to play Monster? Hunter? Okay. Do you not know? Okay, you're gonna start with a sword and shield. Basics. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty basic. Yeah. Weapon. If if you know what you're doing here, here have everything. Have everything. Yeah, yeah. Right? Hmm. That's really interesting. So the main idea is to put more power in the hands of the players, and at the same time, only bring up shit when you need it. Yeah. So like agency and urgency. Yes. Yeah. At least like agency in the sense of like I know I'm starting with this game. Uh -huh. I know that I don't know what I'm doing. If you front load all of this stuff, I won't be interested. Yeah. It's gonna overwhelm so, you. Yeah, and you're yeah. gonna be like, oh, it's the same as reading a 4chan post where it's like a wall of text. I'm not gonna read that. Why do you read 4chan? <laughs> you dirty, dirty man. Oh, come on, man. It's fun sometimes. Okay, okay. Moving on, moving on. Like, we've talked about Monster Hunter. You're a B, aren't you? Are you a B guy? Mean son. Sometimes. Sometimes I'll get on B. B-chan. 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 Okay, moving on from video games, though. So far, we've talked about currently you're going to the New York Film Academy in LA, taking mm. your master's. We've talked about video games a bit. We've caught up a bit as friends. But a while ago, you mentioned that you were in Seychelles. What's that about? He played Metal Gear. Yeah, what about? Did yeah. you know that in Metal Gear, he has this uh, map? Why am I talking like yeah, this? Yeah, why are you talking like this? Did you know that in Metal Gear, he had this uh, mother base and it was in uh, Seychelles? Yes. Um, Actually, when you mentioned that you were going to the Seychelles, yeah. I was like, Did you know Metal Gear? Did you know mother base? Why were you there? I was making a film with my friend there, actually. Okay. So it was fun. Like, they were, like, arguably some of the most hospitable people I've ever met. But, like, Baboy in a... Baboy yeah, in, like, in what way? Like, every sentence, there's a curse. It's super fun. Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> so Look super chill mama. people. Like, <laughs> I just said motherfucker. Okay. okay. <laughs> Education for our yeah. listeners. That's Tete motherfucker. Monko. <laughs> what, what, again? I hope I'm saying it right. Tete Monko. Tete Monko? Yeah. What am I saying? Suck my dick. <laughs> It's a good thing this podcast yeah. is explicit. Yeah. Okay, keep going. Okay. Yeah. So what did you end up doing in Seychelles? And like, how was the experience for it was you? It pretty fun. Because I know you no, were there was, making uh, a film, uh, right? Yeah, my friend got me, because we're all doing our thesis films. We're actually film school, really, yeah? Yeah, we actually really want to do it really well so we can push it in festivals and stuff. We want to be able to do something nice with it and get ourselves well known with it. And as well as like, I like mean, we, we all have, yeah, we all have our own like ulterior motive. Okay. For like, and ulterior like, motive. Yeah, no, don't, don't take that the wrong way. It's like, uh -huh. maybe that sounds too 
of a negative, maybe. But as far as like the director Raymond, great guy, uh, his thing was like he really wanted to make Seychelles an option for filmmaking. Okay. Like, hey, look, we can make nice films here. I mean, it's a great white location. Yeah. It looks great. It's a great beach. White soft beaches. Like white soft beaches. Soft white beaches. Uh, I don't think soft is a beach. Yes, it I, is. is. Soft it? sand. Oh, okay, but not like I would never imagine this. Well, you gotta touch the water. Like, ooh, it's so soft. It's like a pillow. <laughs> White soft bitches. <laughs> <laughs> bitches. <laughs> but anyways, anyways, yeah? Oh, yeah. So, Seychelles as an option for filmmaking, that's always been on yeah. the table, yeah? And, like, he wanted somebody he was friends with who knew what he... I don't know, I guess I know what I'm doing, I hope. I hope. But, like, <laughs> like he got me to be his uh, cinematographer, his director of photography. Man, I saw your videos on Facebook. It seems really fun. You were singing that song earlier. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna sing it. Screw you. <laughs> I'm not cutting out that first part. <laughs> the listeners can hear you sing at the start. There you go. Suck a dick. No, no. <laughs> there, 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 there. That's suck a dick. Okay, um, so, did somebody just look in the room? I don't know. Did someone? That's kind of creepy. Did someone walk, right, walk in? I was thinking about PT a while ago, so it's yeah. kind of creepy in my... Anyways. Okay. No, uh, what happened was... <coughs> so I was there for 10 days. 10 days. And All right. four days of that was like we're preparing for the shoot. Mm -hmm. Because it does take time to... Prepare, prepare for, for the shoot. For shoot. Exactly. Prepare, like, get, get everything ready, get everything up to speed. Especially since they, they don't necessarily practice things the same way as Hollywood. Like we have to like, hey, this is how we do things. We'd really appreciate if you do things like the way we do because that's what we're trying to like show How different about. was it? Was is it like more of a personal thing or like how was the difference in the way they were? No, I think it was more of a training thing. Training? What do you mean? Yeah, like uh, let's say like Hollywood is like the main mother base. For, the main for, mother base, okay. For, like, for and Seychelles is your FOB? Yeah, it's my FOB. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. So Hollywood has all the proper practices for how to make films. Even here in mm -hmm. Philippines, it's not the same. Of course. Well, Every place does it different. So the first four days was like, hey, this is how we do things in Hollywood. Like there's a bunch of good practices somewhere in there. Uh -huh. So we try to show you as much of that. that way you can incorporate as much as you want from that okay. into how you guys do things. And did they do that mutually as well? What do you mean? Like they teach me a bunch of new stuff? Did, did they teach you about their practices and like how they do things? Yeah, it was a lot of, a lot of stuff like similar to Philippines actually. Like as far as I'm concerned, like the way it felt like was, it was always like a management of what they had. It's like this is all we okay. have, so we have to figure something creative from we have so ah oh, yeah, so, yeah and yeah. that's how it feels like for me here like in the Philippines yeah not, not necessarily because oh we don't have stuff here uh huh it's more of because I don't have money <laughs> there are certain limitations yeah, there's always here. A, certain limitations so you always have to figure out roundabout things about it that's like, been a common theme in my interviews lately what? whenever we talk about the local scene be oh, it <laughs> be, be it any be it like any industry we've talked about actually yeah. the thing we always land on is that because of the limitations here locally we end up doing a lot of things differently from other countries so like because of our limitations we have to be creative with our output you know what I mean yeah. think out of the box think of a way around this limitation mm -hmm. and it forces us to create something very unique yeah that's uh -huh. so that's the same idea with Africa yeah, yeah. so what was that film you guys were working on uh, don't mind me asking called I can talk about it actually. Oh, yeah. Like, it's, not sure if you can talk about yeah, it? Yeah, not sure it's, if I can talk about it. It's completely okay. That's because why I it's, asked. It's not my film. As far as I'm concerned, I was hired for it. Like, I can tell oh, you about yeah, going yeah. there. Did you sign an NDA? No, no I didn't. Oh, okay, actually. okay, okay. Of course. Of yeah, course. it's his film. Yeah, it's yeah. under his discretion. I don't want to be All right, all right, all right. Like, moving on though. Yeah. Um, Like, what are you currently working on when it comes to your studies in the oh, New York Film well, Academy? So yeah. I did his thesis. I did Raymond's thesis. I'm doing my own. I'm doing my own film. I'm doing my own thesis. What's that about? What's that about? So I'm making my 
own film. We've been working out for about months now, actually. You have no idea how long it took to polish, even for Raymond as well, to polish that script to be a shootable script. Shootable script? What do you mean? Let's say you make a first draft or something. Mm -hmm. Now you have to be able to explain why every single line is supposed to be there. Imagine you and me having a conversation where every line matters and has to matter. Okay, and I guess, I guess, I guess. You have to be able to justify why that's even there. It can't be filler, basically. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't know if there's other people who might do it differently, like Quentin Tarantino, who's like, oh, yeah. like okay. It'll happen. Yeah, like, burger, royale, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> with cheese. With cheese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Royale with cheese. Ro like, a royale uh, with cheese. You're like, ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but like, so I've been polishing this film for a really, really long time and I've been working on it. It's called Player Two. Player Two. Yeah, and uh, it's kind of like, uh, I don't know, like it's my tribute to video games in a weird way. Especially tribute the to way, video games. The way it affected me in my life. I would love to tell the people to just check out the film, but you're still working on it Yeah, right I'm still now. working on it. So we'll be shooting actually soon. Shooting by like November. I mean, you're going back to the States tomorrow, right? Yeah, oh, to man. do that thing. And here I am, catching up with you on the podcast. I'm getting greenlit in two days. <laughs> getting greenlit in two days. Okay, Thanks. what challenges have you faced so far with creating your film? You mentioned a while ago that you have to make everything shootable. So you can't just like write down the script and not think about how you're going to shoot this. I mean, like from the storyboarding. Pa lang, eh? No, well, I had to conceptualize how everyone's supposed to look like, how everyone's supposed to act. I have to understand how everyone's supposed to interact. There's some people helping me with that. Like, you know Rob. Yeah, Rob Cham. Yeah. He was a guest. Yeah. Yeah, here he, on the podcast I, before. I gave him my script and I'm like, hey, what do you think these guys look like? Mm -hmm. <laughs> what do you think these guys look like? Yeah. You, it's like, here's my script. What do you think they look like? I'll tell you what I think they look like. You show me back what you think they look like. And then he drew them out. Oh, he okay. drew them? Yeah. Cool. I'm like, okay, there you go. That's them. That makes sense. So it's a collaborative effort all, yeah, yeah, all throughout, for yeah. sure. We would like read out our script with everyone else in class and we'd be like, hey, what is missing here? What is wrong here? Hey, this doesn't look like something this character would do or this doesn't sound realistic. So after the script was polished over and over and over, we went to like having to make sure everything is ready production-wise. That's what I'm doing right now. I have to make sure everything in the permits is ready. I have the actor's releases ready. I had to do, oh, even before the actor's releases, I had to do auditions, callbacks. I uh, have to yeah, yeah, have yeah. the crew deal memos ready. I have to have the workers comp insurance for the crew ready insurance I, really yeah most of my costs are actually insurance fuck because they do things so legitimately in hollywood which i think is nice but like uh, my pocket it, it, it's a lot of red tape <laughs> yeah it's a lot it's not, of red tape it's not a red it, it's okay red tape actually it's not as bad as some red tape but it's more of a punching a hole through your pocket thing oh so it's more of a budget constraint yes, rather than like a time constraint yeah yes yes oh yeah. i mean like it is a time constraint it's just not that big of a deal for me mm -hmm, mm -hmm, it's like mm -hmm. i don't know i prepare anyway so it's, mm -hmm. like, it's it's proper practice yeah so this workers comp there's location insurance, there's equipment insurance. You have to have like your script breakdowns, you have to have your shot list, you have to have your uh, shooting script ready, you have to have your call sheets ready for all the crew. Oh man. You have to hire some of the crew if you really don't like some of the crew. That sounds have. intimidating as fuck. Um, how different was that from how you work back home? It's not that different. Not that different, like, really? Let's take out insurance. <laughs> Just take out insurance? <laughs> That's the only difference? I mean, between the work there and the work here? Uh, okay, so I know I've been working for a while, but like... Yeah, you've been working for a long time. Man, come uh, on. Like, it feels different in a weird way, maybe. In the sense that like a lot of times I would have like, I don't know, a crew of five people. Alright. <laughs> or three people. And my most trusted people. <laughs> and over there in LA, how many? Oh, like 10, 15, 20. <laughs> Pretty fun. You guys yeah. have buffet tables and shit like that? No, no, no. No, no. Not that high level yet. Eh, give me money. <laughs> <laughs> give me money. But okay, now that we've talked about that, everything you have to go through with your film and yeah. shit like that, where are you at now? 
Like, now it's just about getting greenlit, actually. Just about getting so greenlit, huh? So what I'm coming back for is, hey, look, I need to prove I'm ready to shoot this by showing you my director statement. I need to show you that I know my script front and back. I know exactly like what it's gonna look, how it's gonna be shot, mm -hmm. how it's gonna be colored, everything. Basically, I have to prove that, hey, this is a film worth filming. By the time I, I release this episode, you're probably already gonna be yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so too, Because apart from that, hey, I know my film front and back. I know what I'm doing. I basically. also have to be able to, hey, look, I can pay for my film front and back. And I also have all of these things that you require. You're permits. showing like the professor. Who are you showing this? Yeah, thing? professor. But I also have to actually get like legitimate permits from the uh, city. You gotta get the permit from the city. You yeah. gotta get approved and like yes, exactly. You have to get funded completely. Yeah. For sure. Like we've gone through a whole bunch of shit. We're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, let's talk more about your film and what you're doing right now in order to promote it. And let's catch up more as friends. Yeah. Okay. So for now, let's take a quick break. We'll be back on Emil in the morning at night after a short break. Wait, you're listening to Emil in the Morning at Night. Honestly, I don't have much to say here just yet, but if you have any ideas or if you would like me to talk about your stuff in this section, send us an email over at emilinthemorning at gmail.com. Now, I hope you guys are enjoying the show so far, so let's get right back to it. Super short break, man. We're back, and I am here again with Charlie on Emil in the Morning at Night. And you're here back in the Philippines, and we just have this one day sliver of time to hang out with each other. And we're spending it like doing this podcast. We're late for a dinner, dinner. with our friends and yeah. shit like that. But here we are, just like recording. How are you, man? I mean, like, I haven't seen you in like almost a year. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In almost a year, and we have this one day to hang out. I mean, I'm pretty good, I think. Like, pretty sure LA changed a lot about how I think about the world. So yeah, I mean, like, you've been having this weird zen-like outlook while I was struggling getting my mic set up a while ago, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Chill out. <laughs> <laughs> Everything will be okay. Like, how has LA affected you as a person? How has being exposed to this type of workflow, this type of environment, helped you in, like, becoming a filmmaker or, like, has molded you into a certain type of person? I hope I didn't change as a person. Like, I already, like, my You're still pretty much the same for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. You're still pretty much the same for me. Yeah, no, I, I don't know. Like, as far as I'm concerned, like, I guess I could handle crippling loneliness. <laughs> You guess you can handle crippling loneliness. Yeah. No, that's like, not depressing at yeah, all. that's not depressing at all. Okay. There's one day that I was like looking for my pen and I'm like, oh, what's this? I found a picture of like my dog buddy. And I'm like, buddy! <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, man. Dude, like, <laughs> buddy's been going nuts without you yeah, and shit. Yeah, yeah. He's my spirit animal. What about Pee-wee? Pee-wee's fine. He's, <laughs> He's like, oh, where's that other guy? <laughs> <laughs> Just to get our listeners up to speed, like buddy is like this dog you picked up off the street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. he was blocking your car, right? Yeah, what's happening was like, okay, I'm driving to my girlfriend's house. And then, oh, dog. A random dog. I open the door and he's just blocking my car. I'm like, hey, buddy, get the fuck out, buddy. <laughs> get the fuck out of the get way, out, buddy. Get the fuck out of the way. And then he went out of the way and closed my door and drove a little bit further. And he followed me. I'm like, oh, you're adorable. Oh, no one's taking care of you. Let's give you a bath and look for your master. And we look for like a month. And, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, nobody's took you. You're mine now. <laughs> I guess you're mine, buddy. Yeah. Oh, you just took a dog off the street. Yeah. He's like the best no, friend. No, he's, he's super. Cool. He's, he's, Dude, he gets super excited whenever anyone's around. Yeah. Like whenever you leave or like exit a door, he goes nuts. It's yeah. like he has like separation issues with oh, you. Oh yeah, he definitely does. Maybe I shouldn't have loved him. 
Yeah, <laughs> maybe you shouldn't have loved it. I really hope our <laughs> listeners can catch up with what we're talking about. Is this faster than usual? Already? Faster than usual. I think, I think, I think it's just me panicking because my mic wasn't working a while ago, honestly. Dude, chill out. <laughs> right everything now, will be daijobu. Everything will be daijobu, exactly. Right now, actually, we're in Charlie's house. I'm invading another person's house, but this doesn't feel my like- mom's room. You're, <laughs> yeah, we're recording in Charlie's mom's room. But right now, I actually don't feel like I'm invading a house because we used to hang out here a lot, right? Yeah, we used to. You had an ex-girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I had an ex-girlfriend. <laughs> High five. Yeah. Real shit. Oh my. But anyways, like the main part of us hanging out a lot wasn't here. It was really at your condo back in Eastwood, yeah? No. Really? Yeah, no, I mean like, I don't think you became my best friend in the condo. I think we got that became best friends here. Okay, as far as that starting out is concerned, yeah. it's here for sure. Yeah, it's here. We, I mean, it's like, we would have like deep ass talks in the garage. Yeah, you had that Talk thing, about our problems. Yeah, you had that thing about like, I think the moment where like, hey, we kind of get each other a lot. Mm -hmm. It's like, you're like, hey, I have this really good idea for a utopian universe. And I'm like- A utopian universe? Uh, a utopian okay, world. I remember this. I and remember then you're this. like, nobody gets, seems to get this. And I'm like, I get it. Here, I'll explain it to you. This is an episode of Sliders that I watched. <laughs> like, I remember this. Yeah, like, exactly. Oh my god, you got it. I'm like, yeah, you're not original. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I thought that was a genius part, right? Yeah. I was like, yeah, no one gets it. Yeah. And you're like, oh, it was on this one episode of a show I watched. <laughs> yeah. But that was the moment where we're like, hey, we kind of get each other. Right? Yeah, 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 totally. I mean, at times we don't necessarily agree with each other. Yeah, like, your, your hair sucks. Like, <laughs> <laughs> my hair sucks. Oh man, I miss having you around, man. You just snapped me back to reality all the time. Yeah. Your hair sucks. You're wearing a women's blazer. Are you seriously? Oh, no. This one's for guys, but the other, like, blazers I wear are for women. Yeah, don't yeah. cut this. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna cut this. It's gold. I'm not gonna cut this. <laughs> if you didn't notice, a duck just walked into the room. <laughs> oh. We're making duck sounds yes. now. I really hope we're not weirding out our listeners because Charlie's probably like, I mean, Rob was my friend and shit like that. But like, I don't talk like this with Rob and shit. Not to rate my friends or anything. But I'm rank one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, now that we've gotten that out of the way. G rank 185. <laughs> G rank, Charlie is G rank 185 among my friends. Oh man, like I'm really gonna miss you, man, when you leave. I mean, I can't believe we're like spending our time here on the podcast and me trying to get to know you like a bit more, I guess. Just to maybe put things in perspective and maybe I can learn something new about you as well. What got you into film? Like what made this your passion? What made you go through this path? Hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, no, no. Chill down. Chill. Okay, oh, long. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I always like doing things. I mean, I just always like doing, I don't know, like artistic endeavors. Mm -hmm. One way or another. Like, I like making music. I like drawing. Yeah, you love music and shit. I don't know. Like, I like taking videos, like taking pictures, or like making up stories. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Lying. I mean, like, well, I'm pretty good at lying. <laughs> yeah, you're pretty good at lying. Holy shit. <laughs> I mean, dude, I got stabbed. Good. You got stabbed? Yeah. No. <laughs> God! <laughs> Uh, You're a piece of shit. I am a piece of shit for believing that right after you said you were good at lying. <laughs> Holy f- ah, I'm such a chump. Uh, anyways. <laughs> anyways, okay, you're good at lying. Let's keep that going. You love your artistic endeavor. So what pushed you? I, what pushed I, I, you? I, I, I feel like such a dumbass right now. That's the main thing. So what got you into film? What made you decide that this, no, this is my shiz? Well, what's a combination of all those things? All of what things? Oh, 
music lying and <laughs> <laughs> lying. music lying and storytelling. That's no, film. But but lying and storytelling. No. What? Music, images, stories. Lying. Lying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean like most of it's fiction, right? No, actually it's like you have no idea like how much I guess lying is a harsh word for it, but how much we cheat images to make it like Yeah, I mean of course, like it doesn't necessarily have to be lying straight out. I mean, yeah. like you said, it's a harsh word. No, it is lying. I, it is lying for yeah. sure, but like that's probably not the right word, but in essence that's what it is. I yeah. mean like just the way you shoot a scene can affect a lot of things. Imagine a scene of like, hey you, you murdered my father. How dare you like accuse me of that? Like I'm never gonna forgive you, whatever. That all that all that's happening. There's a guy like a meter away eating chips watching. There's a guy with a boom pole just going like, oh man, my arms. Like that one image <laughs> on the internet, like whenever you watch Star Wars, remember all the sounds you hear are recorded by this man in pink short shorts. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's just holding the boom mic. Yeah, yeah. Shit like that. I mean, like essentially it's lying, but that's probably not the right word for it. But yeah, it is. Yeah. So But that's what's make, making it magical too. Yeah, that's you what bring so many elements of okay, you form an image, mm -hmm. you give it meaning, you juxtapose it with other images, it gets more meaning, different meaning. You give it sound, you give it an emotion that affects you deeply. You, you give it a mood, you give you it, get it a yeah. mood, you give it you keep adding layers and layers of different kinds of art. Huh, okay. Until you have this moving picture that tells you a story. So for you, like film was an amalgamation of everything that you love. Yeah. It's like an onion. <laughs> I love onions. I don't know why you chose onions. I know. No, no, no. I was going for the layers analogy, but my brain just kind of like farted and said like, it's I, I like love onions. It's like a Lego building. You oh, it's all like all these different pieces. It's like a Lego build kit. Yeah? yeah. I don't know. Lots of layers, like an onion. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to call it. It's like a movie. <laughs> so, so what got you started out? Like, um, what was your first film? What, what was your first oh, foray into this? Invi first film? Can I go first? Film? Like, first film probably. Ever. Yeah, yeah. I was twelve. Twelve? Yeah. Okay. I came back from LA. I and bought then, a new video camera, and then my brother-in-law's like, like with tapes. Uh, yeah, we used to use many DVD too. Okay. I bought a oh my god, I bought a Firewire 400 cable to attach my camera to my computer, and then I started making films. I, I my first film. <laughs> yeah, what was your first film ever? There's a guy named Mary Manoa. There's Daryl. You know Daryl. Yeah, Cholo. of course. We, I I used most of my friends. We made a film here when I was 12 in this house. Oh, in this house, and exactly. It's like about a guy who didn't know he died because he killed himself and he found his body in the end. He was like, oh, why is the world weird? I'm doing all these things and I can't seem to interact with anything. That's a pretty grim-ass concept for, for a 12-year-old. For a first film, for, for a first film and for a 12-year-old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good God. That's a pretty dark shit, man. Pretty dark shit. Your first film was about a guy waking up, not knowing he's dead, yeah. and at the end of it, finding his body? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's how it ends? Oh, 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 also, he's finding bodies all over. So like, everyone's dead. Yeah, everyone's dead. He's like, oh, I murdered everyone and then killed myself. <laughs> I don't even remember what the title of this was. There's wow. A, there's like a tape. I still have my mini DV tapes up in the box. Oh, we gotta look oh, for so that no, sometime. No, I'm not gonna touch that. <laughs> <laughs> Too old? No, I mean like, Haunted? my confidence. I mean, your confidence. <laughs> Holy shit. Now that we're talking about your first foray in the film, how did your journey progress? from there like you said a while ago that at 12 you started working with mad banana and shit no, like not, that okay working is a intense word okay I started interning with them you, you started interacting with the no, industry like at basically at, okay maybe i think it was 13 actually okay 13 i actually started interning when they had the company i started hanging out in their office and it just gave me work just hanging summer. out yeah not, some, no i mean like even during summer i would go there like every day okay because just being exposed to the industry yeah no, yeah because yeah, like the alternative was like my mom was gonna make me work in her school and then i'm not gonna do that <laughs> 
You're not gonna teach the kids. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, like th that's fine. They're cool, but it's just you know you have a calling. Mm, for sure, yeah, for sure. So, that wasn't my calling. It's something you were interested in, yeah, so yeah. for sure you would like gravitate towards that. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then so in that place, like there was Joe, there's Alan, there's BJ. There's a guy named BJ. <laughs> a guy named BJ. And then they were just like, hey, this is how it works. This is how to edit. This is how to put effects and stuff. This is how to make sound. Like I was just really young into it too. Okay. They're teaching me this, and I'm just like, yeah, 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 yeah. Do you need some coffee? <laughs> <laughs> so you're just like seriously just in. Yeah, just interning. I mean, like, they would show me things that normal 13 years old shouldn't be seeing. And, like, okay, take it out of context. That's really okay. funny. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they, they would bring me, like, sets and shoots. Okay. You would get really exposed to the industry. Yeah, yeah. So, with that going on in the background, you said you continued to make films. How did that affect you when it came to your films? I'm sure you made films in high school, college. I th no, I think. That kind of shit? Uh, yeah. But did you? I think it might have made me, like, way more ambitious than I should have been. <laughs> way more ambitious, huh? Yeah, what no, because, like, they're teaching me all this stuff. I'm like, oh, I can do that effect. I knew way too much of post-production, but not enough of regular production, of actually shooting. Ah, uh, all right, all right. So like, I would try making my own films, thinking, hey, this is what I'm gonna do. This is how I'm gonna edit it. This is the effects that I'm gonna put in it. I didn't uh, build the story. Yeah, yeah, not yeah. Every, like, everyone has lines so that's like super pretentious. Oh, okay, okay, <laughs> and, okay. Like, I, didn't get to understand how to defend like every single character. That's an interesting perspective though. Like right. just like learning a lot about the post but not the actual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. How was that? How did that affect you? What kind of challenges did you face? Well, definitely like there, there was one good thing about it. Okay. Which is basically you shoot as an editor, which is fun because you know exactly what kind of shots you need. Exactly what like, kind of shots you need. You exactly, exactly what cuts you're going to be making. Long, yeah, you're going to be mm -hmm. cutting it in your head already. That's not necessarily the best way to do it. You do want to have the full coverage just so you can play around properly but mm -hmm. it added a lot of like ways of shooting for me mm -hmm. more like it was definitely an advantage but because I didn't hone my writing skills, I didn't hone my, <laughs> my I don't know, my, the conceptual part of making films. Like, okay. It was gonna go wrong still. Like, it was huh. still gonna be weird. So what was the next film you made? Like after your oh, first no, film no, in no, I, like every, every project, every school project that could have been a film, I made a film. Oh, all right. They're all just right. like, hey, do a presentation. No, I'm not gonna make presentations. I'm gonna make a film. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah exactly. Fuck like, you. Hey, do a report on criminality. No, this no it's gonna film. be a film on yeah, morality. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Huh. So I did that. Like, it was way harder. Than For sure. <laughs> For sure, if you just made but, the presentation. Yeah, then they made it, when I just made the presentation. But like the effort in it is worth it because I get to practice something I like doing anyway. Yeah, I mean like ever since I met you, all I know is that you're really, really into this film shit. And like yeah. I think one of the earliest films I saw you make was like the, probably that time travel thing in college. Ooh. You remember that? Oh yeah, that was a film fest film. Right? The Vortex thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that was uh, back in 2007. What was it called? It said it's back in 2007. <laughs> okay, shit. Jesus Christ. That was the title, back in 2007. Yeah. I shot it in 2011. <laughs> it was oh, Okay, okay, okay. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Right, right, right. We met each other in 2009, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so back in 2011, like... 2007. 2007? Shit, I'm getting this so wrong. Okay, yeah. so back in 2007, yeah. your film in 2011. Yeah. <laughs> at that point in your life, like... I started going to like film group, like LFC, Loyal Film Circle. And, mm -hmm. like, one of the best things I think, and I'm really gonna like advocate this, is like the best thing for any filmmaker is to have critics. For sure. Yeah. Them telling you what you're doing wrong is like a really good way of learning. Don't get me wrong, like there are people who criticize me and have felt really bad and felt like I was useless. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's not like they're like after like, hey, I'm doing this for your own good it's not like they all have that kind of mindset but mm -hmm. like it is for your own good anyway yeah no matter what their intention yeah. was it's gonna be for your own good yeah because like if you don't get used to being able to criticize your own work anyway like you're not necessarily always gonna be in the mindset of giving or making the best film 
we talk about this a lot on the show actually being able to take criticism properly yeah. because a lot of people can't do that a lot of people it hurts it cuts deep it does it, it does for sure it does especially with like i don't know with any kind of artistic endeavor it's a part of you you're making something that's you're a putting part of you. yourself out there yeah. to be judged and then they're gonna be like hey you made a wrong decision in this part making you as a person wrong <laughs> like <laughs> it, it hurts yeah, it i hurts. mean like that person doesn't know what you went to make <laughs> yeah, exactly all he's seeing is the end product but that is the most but real thing about film though. Exactly. That it's doesn't never... invalidate their claim. Yeah. For sure. And that's also gonna be like anybody who watches a movie. Who really gives a shit about who the director is or the cinematographer is? It's like, about the movie. It's about the movie. Uh-huh. And people like people are in our industry, people in the arts, they give a shit because we love it in a different level. Mm-hmm. Or we love it in the different like mindset or whatever. But like in the end of the day, any kind of art, it's only as far as like the consumption level. Consumption level, what like, do you mean? I've consumed this and that is it. Whether I like it or not, this is as far as what my experience is. Okay. To it. Like, I watch this movie. I like it. That's it. That's it. Okay. That, that, that's the layman's way of experiencing art. Sad, but true. Argu- arguably true. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Definitely there are the ones who like stand out from those like art forms who people will always remember. I think, I guess the wording might be off a bit. Like, yeah. that that's the layman's way of experiencing art. I think that might be their way of experiencing a certain type of media. But when it comes to something that they're really into. Oh, yeah. For yeah. example, like basketball. Yeah, basketball. for some reason they know all the names. They know all the names. Like, they know all the plays. They know all the coaches. Yeah, yeah. So, like, the level of loving something or getting to know all the experts in an industry or in an art form. It, it's on a personal a, level. Yeah, it's only a, up to a personal level. And I think, like, that's one of the great things about art in general or, like, films. It really hits everyone at a different personal level. You yeah. know what I mean? And that affects their criticism of the film. That changes their view of the film. That, that, that. <laughs> 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 Sobrang naubo ko ngayon, putang ina. Ever since I came back from the States, like, I really shouldn't have... Tetamong ko? Ano? Tetamong ko. <laughs> if you guys were paying attention earlier in the episode, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what that means? Yeah, yep, yeah. yep, yep. Well, anyways, okay. So we've talked about your background a bit. We've talked about your experiences with film and, like, how being criticized should be fine with you, yeah? Yeah. So, definitely. like, what helped you get over something like that? I mean, like... No, okay, you, you, you no. said a while ago, it hurts, right? It hurts, but... Do you love what you're doing? That's a, that's the thing. If you love what you're doing, you're just yeah, gonna keep like, doing it. Yeah, I mean, like someone tell you, like, hey, you did the wrong thing here. Okay, if I really care about what I'm doing, I should make an effort to change something like that and keep doing it. I'm not saying I'm the best filmmaker or anything. I'm uh-huh, just uh-huh. saying that opposite, actually. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I'm not great. So tell me what's wrong with it, and I'll consider what you're saying, and then I'll do something about it to make as many people as possible happy. But it's only ever gonna be up to that level. I can't make everyone happy. Yeah, you can't make everyone happy. At the end of the day, it's still a piece of you. Yeah, still a piece of you, and not like, everyone can like. If what you put out there isn't you anymore, what's the point? Eh, really? Yeah, I, I don't. Know. That's fine. Imagine this. It's what? just a mindset can thing too. Like mm-hmm. someone tell you, "Hey, do something that's totally not you. It has nothing to do with being you. Okay, and something you won't enjoy." Mm-hmm. And then the guy's like, "Why would I do something like that?" And then the other person goes, "What are you, chicken?" Okay, <laughs> okay. There are challenges. People who challenge you to do something that you, you that, that totally, is completely not you. Yeah, completely not you, and that sometimes that will. Like, like force you to like hey maybe uh, i'll prove it to you maybe there is a way that i can do this okay, it's I not a piece of me yes but i will do it huh that's a really interesting perspective i think um we glossed over this slightly when i interviewed gunship revolution yeah they said that you have to be ready to step out of your comfort zone so you can grow as an artist what in, you, in different manners yeah i mean like when i was doing when i was doing commercial stuff I was doing like uh, corporate stuff for like videos for corporate and commercial shit real estate videos i did like branding videos for like uh local te- television channels i did a tv show i remember like this one thing like the happy horse thing oh yeah 
yeah. But that, that was that was competitions thing. Too. Oh, that was competition. Yeah, that was a competition. not real that work. Was, no, that okay. wasn't real work. But I would do like real estate stuff for like I don't want to say names. Yeah, exactly, That's exactly. Weird. But like I would do like real estate stuff for reasonably good. Y you kind of had to end up having fun with it. Here's something you totally don't believe in. Don't even give a shit about. It. Okay. Love it. Love it, and then tell everyone else about it. Love basically, it. Okay. that's basically what. That's what advertising is. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> and then so you like as far as like I don't really give a shit about what they're talking Fish about. Snacks. You, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you put yourself in the mindset of like, what is there to love about whatever I'm trying to sell anyway? And then you dissect, dissect that and bring that out and dissect it and bring it out again. And then you keep like polishing it and polishing it until like, oh, in the core of this, this is why everyone would give a shit about this. Okay. And now I kind of give a shit about it. So basically, um, stepping out of your comfort zone allows yeah. you to gain a world of perspective. Yeah, like there's new insight into everything. I, here, I did like this construction thing, right? Like this video for this construction company. Yeah, I remember that one. I could tell you how to build something about some buildings. I could tell you the basics of building a building. Just because you did that shoot, yeah? yeah? Yeah, because we stepped out of that comfort zone. Like I could have said no to that, definitely. Mm -hmm, I, mm -hmm. I mean, like, construction's not your shit. Yeah, uh -huh. but I remember being with Anton, uh -huh. shooting the construction stuff, and we're just like looking at this concrete pillar being filled, and we're just like, cool. <laughs> <laughs> and then like breaking down this thing, and we're just like, oh yeah. <laughs> we wouldn't have ever given a shit about that. Like we put ourselves in that position where we have to try to love it, and then even without knowing it, we find reasons to find it amusing or interesting. Okay. Okay. That's the same thing that goes with any kind of thing that I've ever done. Like, who cares about real estate? Now I do. <laughs> like, I mean, even if, if it's not within the, the videos that we show, like imagine like, hey, this is real estate. Like you get to know the people, your clients or whatever. Uh -huh. You get to know how they work. And then you kind of find out like, hey, the way you function as a real estate agent or the way you function as a CEO or whatever, there's an artistry to that. And mm -hmm. you like it. Okay. I can appreciate that you like that. All right. So as far as like the world can see that maybe what you're doing is not an art or is a job I can see that you are an artist huh all right so even if you feel that what you're doing right now I'm not saying that to everyone sure yeah for sure for sure, for sure <laughs> so what you're saying is even if what you're doing right now or the film you're doing right now or the output you've been asked to make right now isn't necessarily you there's a lot to learn from it yeah, yeah? putting yourself into that weird it gives you a lot of perspective yeah, basically it gives you a lot of perspective it even gives you new functionality as oh, a person because like, like you can throw me now into a construction yard and can I have some semblance of an idea of like, what's you have thing. a sense of familiar yeah. familiarity with I'm a meal. I'm a meal. Let's not slip into that voice. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Usually around this time in the show, I would ask like for listeners out there who are into your craft, what kind of advice would you be able to offer somebody who wants to get into this sort of craft? What would you tell them? What would you tell them with the experiences you've had, with the things you've had to go through, with the things you've had to study? What can you tell them? Hmm. Have you ever thought of that? Uh, like, like what you tell the younger tell generation? I, like, I can tell them that, like how I went through it, I guess. Because I think everyone has yeah, a different I, answer to yeah, this. Yeah, I know, but like I think my thing is like, don't tell yourself you can't do something just because you didn't. Like, okay. It's not like I'm a director because I knew what I was doing from the start. <laughs> it's not like I can play the ocarina from the start. I know how to play the ocarina now. Uh, but you know why? Because I picked it up and I was like, hey, YouTube can give me answers. We have so many options of learning everything now mm -hmm. yeah you want to learn something about directing or about the thinking of directors why don't you go to like every frame of painting on youtube just check everything on youtube yeah like, they'll teach you like a good <coughs> mindset for like what to look for in cuts why motivations matter like everything and then oh you want to be a good cinematographer go to youtube you want like, to learn how to bake a cake go to youtube has nothing to do with filmmaking oh, well, maybe everything to how to basic what about how to basic yeah, yeah. you can learn everything there eggs <laughs> <laughs> okay uh, so just because 
you've never done something, don't let that don't, stop yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, because like, okay. okay, look look what you did for me. What do you mean? I know how to play the drums. <laughs> right! I lent you my drum set because for like six left, months. Yeah, you left your drum set in my house, my neighbors hated me, and then I, <laughs> I learned how to play the drums. Now I can write beats. I still don't have my ride. Uh, sh 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 sh. <laughs> there is no ride symbol. My ride symbol, though. You still haven't returned no, it. No, it's a ride stand. Oh, the right. Oh, yeah, I have the right symbol. Yes. Okay, you've corrected me, but that doesn't change the fact that I still don't have my ride stand. What's that? Is that a pink hat? <laughs> <laughs> behind you. There's also a pink There's hat behind pink you. There's another pink hat over there. <laughs> okay, you've distracted me sufficiently. Okay, so... There so was a time when like, I got hit by a car in LA. And then like... Okay, where's this going? You got hit by a car in LA. And then like the people came out and they're like, Are you okay? And I'm like, uh... I'm, I'm lying, I can't figure out a good way to go around this. <laughs> okay. I tried to convince you of a new lie, but I was like, I'm not creative enough right now. I was almost falling for it, but yeah. then you kind of cracked. Yeah, I know I cracked. Okay, you're pretty good at lying. We've established that. And I'm pretty gullible. We've established that. What you were saying earlier... Stabbed. See that? It's not a cigarette burn? No, it's not. <laughs> There's an insect bite and they ripped it out. Uh, okay. No, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know what to believe when I'm with you. But I don't know. It makes me really happy. I like, like have cancer. Cause it... yeah, what is that? Yeah, cause I, like this is I great. Got, I got sunburned in and I got if you okay. Hello, audience. Yeah, Charlie's pointing at like, his skin right now. I have like really dark skin, but I have like patches of white skin. My sister's like that. Yeah. No, no, this can't be the same. Like it's not a disease or anything. What no, it's not. Have? My sister has no disease. She is just she just has spotty skin. Oh no 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 no! I got I got sunburned and I laid down right after I got sunburned, so all the skin stuck to the bed. Oh oh oh! That's <laughs> I went, I'm like ah! I hope no one's eating right now. Yeah. Nom, 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 nom. Uh, well, anyways, so. <laughs> Gold member. <laughs> so, um, what were we talking about? I don't know. <laughs> shit, your job. <laughs> oh shit. Okay. I know. What, what am I teaching? What, what do I want to impart? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, um, so you're saying a while ago, just oh. because you're not good at it, don't let that stop you from trying. Yeah. There, there's so many resources out yeah, there right now. Yeah, because there's another thing that you have to get over and get good at. If you keep trying new things, if you, hey, I want to try design this time, I want to try drawing this time, I want to try making music, or I want to try learning photography or whatever and keep going you actually become better at learning that's and mm. that's the thing that you kind of have to grow with yourself okay because if you are an expert at learning everything becomes easy to pick up or not necessarily like that but it becomes yeah that's pretty you, you interesting know, you, you know what i'm saying like if you try out everything i i learned something about computers mm -hmm. to a point i know something about circuitry i taught if you I a ever, bit about drums yeah that kind of shit you know you taught me a bit about drums now i know a little bit more about timing with music mm -hmm. or i I know a little bit more about like harmonizing sounds because drums have to fit somewhere in there. Yeah, for sure. Or you also taught me something about like, yeah, drums and I know about the beat and music. Now I know a little bit more about how to build the beat of a scene. Everything kind, Everything of, kind of melts, melts together. together. But because I started learning more and more about a lot of things, you can learn faster. That's really interesting. I don't think anyone's ever given me that perspective that yeah. whenever you try to learn something, you're not only getting better at that thing, yeah, you're also getting, getting better at learning. Yeah, because once you get over that hurdle of, uh, I can't do this. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and common. once you're totally over that part, once you're already like, okay, learn more, like keep learning. Now picking up something isn't like oh I can't do this. You don't even go through that part anymore. Immediately straight into the point where you have to you have to learn. Ah, so you've gotten rid of that phase of like unsureness and shit yeah, like yeah. that. And just because you're used to this now, you're good at learning. You're gonna do it. How fast did I pick up <laughs> drums? Yeah, you picked up real fast actually. Yeah. I showed you a basic beat and then you were like oh like this. 
bats. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know how to play chess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I was like, hmm, he learns really fast. I've never thought about it that way, that you just have to keep exposing yourself to things and be open to learning until you're good at learning. I've never thought of, like, learning as a skill. I thought of learning as a verb, as an action. If you think about it... You have to take school seriously, actually, I think. Oh, really? That's that's your take on it, huh? No, because, like... School is training for learning, yeah? Yeah, imagine a kid not listening. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Being form, doing things. They can learn everything on their own, perfectly fine. Okay. Sure. But they can't take advantage of everyone else who's come before them who's already learned so much. Okay. Passing on what they know to you, it makes things way faster. I see where you're going here. Me, I see the angle you're working Yeah, on. so like me studying as much as I want to on my own, experimenting will get me to understand a little bit about the moon. But if I start with, if someone teaches me who already knew something about the moon, maybe I'll figure out something about black holes. All right. So it exposes you to so many different kinds of things you need to learn that yeah. eventually, in a fast pace, yeah. in a fast pace, eventually, you get better at learning. Yeah, exactly. It, it, so you gotta take school seriously. Discipline, yeah? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I got that from my parents. Yeah? yeah my parents are teachers. Oh, right. Your parents are teachers. I didn't yeah. even think my of that. My family's teachers. I'm the only one who's not a teacher. You're the only one that's a filmmaker. <laughs> yeah. Right. My brother-in-law's a filmmaker. Even yeah. If he wasn't for him, really. If it, if it wasn't for your brother-in-law. Yeah. Huh. Alan Idol. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so like, we've talked a lot about your life, me catching up with you as a friend, the video games we've been playing lately. Mm-hmm. You've talked about like, what our younger listeners might be thinking about when it comes to filmmaking. But right now, like, I want to zone back in on the current film you're making right now. Yeah. What is it about? Okay, so I'm making this film called Player 2. Player 2, alright. It's kind of my tribute to video games. Tribute to video games. You mentioned that a while ago. Yeah. What do you mean? What do you mean? I love video games. I mean, I think they're cool. I mean, uh, as much as I love film, video games are the same in the sense of, hey, look at all these different art forms coming together, building something great, building some, a means to communicate something new, building something to tell you something or teach you something. Or Like your analogy a while ago, it's just like a multi-layered media yeah. that is trying to convey a message. Yeah. yeah. But to a point. To a point. To a point. No, no, to a point, it's better. Because of the interactivity? <laughs> yeah. Is that it? Because that's you now. Ah, uh, the empathy is real. Yeah, I mean, uh-huh. like... Okay, sure, there are people who can relate to certain characters in film. Like, Neo is the way he is because he's a blank slate. Whoa. And then that, that, <laughs> he could be anyone. <laughs> he's so Whoa. without anything, like any characteristics. So you can put yourself there mm-hmm. in that position and be like, yeah, I'm Neo. There are simple examples like that, but you can't do that for everything. You can't look at Daniel Day-Lewis and there will be blood and go like, oh, that's me. That's me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, you will no. not have that milkshake. That's not how it works. But for games, you're controlling that person. You control that. You're controlling that person. The empathy is straight up. There. So like, it's there. right in front like, of you. Right yeah. Front of you. So kind of better in a way for me. It's just like, it has most of the elements of filmmaking already anyway. Mm-hmm. I mean, the music, the, the images, music, everything. Yeah, exactly. How the scene is shot. Yeah. The lighting's also The there, only difference really is the interaction. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, as a tribute to video games, what do you mean? Like, how video games have affected your life? Yeah, that's speci- yeah, that specifically, actually. Like, mm-hmm. uh, here, I know you. I know you really well. And okay. what I learned from you that was very fun and very exciting that Which? I liked a lot was that when you were getting interviewed for a game thing. Me? Yeah. Okay. And then they were like, oh, what makes video games important or whatever? And then you're like, oh, because it teaches me something. My favorite example is when you said, I was playing Final Fantasy VIII. I know what you're talking about. Final yeah. Fantasy VII. No, yeah. Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kept running away. Yeah. So I didn't level up properly. Because I just wanted to advance the story. Yeah, I just wanted to advance yeah, the story. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't level up properly and you ended up to a place where you couldn't go on because you were underleveled. And then you learned that you shouldn't have been running away. I shouldn't have been running away yeah. from my battles because yeah. they make me stronger. Exactly. It's like... That's a real life lesson. That's a real life lesson yeah. and it's the mechanics of the game that taught yeah. me that. Exactly. Yeah. You have that. I have Mario telling me, hey, don't give up. Jump better. 
Jump better. <laughs> Think about what your choices are. Don't just keep running forward. Games like Twisted Metal, it's like, know your surroundings. Understand mm-hmm. how, what everybody does. That way, be prepared for what they have to throw at you. Or... <laughs> the games... I, I've never thought of that before. I just thought of that now. Now, yeah, 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 yeah. Or Final Fantasy, which is like, it doesn't matter what your memories are. <laughs> like, who you are is who you are, and that's what defines you. Mm-hmm. Who you are now is what defines you. So basically, your love of video games is that it's very similar to film as a medium. It's just like, more interactive, and your film you're working on right now this is a tribute to video games yeah what's your film about okay so my film's about this guy named dave guy named dave all right named dave and he's uh just came through a breakup okay he's filling his time and playing with a video game console he calls buddy my dog buddy yeah oh you named that for your dog okay so there's this game console with an ai named buddy and he makes games for him and he keeps playing to fill that void that he has which yeah feels really real to me (laughs) <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Right, and so he keeps playing, keeps playing, just running away from whatever thoughts he might have. And then someone else comes into the picture and then reminds him that there's something else to learn about video games. Maybe something that he could use as a means to moving on. Maybe something to remind him that there's something else out there. Or maybe something to teach him that, hey, maybe you should be strong. Maybe you've been looking at your relationship differently. It sounds like a film that I'd be very interested in watching. Like, once you're done with this, I'm sure by the time I release this podcast, yeah. that the film will be greenlit already. You might be starting work on it already. Well, I'm still doing fine. Stuff. But like, I mean, by the time I release this, you'll probably be well into the creation process of this film already. Oh, no. No, really? When are you releasing this? Next week, right? Probably next week, yeah. No, okay. I would have just gotten greenlit. I would have been setting up for the shoot. I'm shooting in November. Okay, you're shooting in November. So yeah. by next week, you're mostly doing the funding thing. Yes. How are you going about that? Uh, Indiegogo. Indiegogo. All right. So yeah. like, is that happening right now? Yeah, it's happening right now. By the time this comes out, it should be like five days left or something. I don't know. Just a few days left. Oh, that sucks. I'll try to release this as early as yeah, I can, man. Fine. But like, it would be it's great fine. if we could like... Yeah, no, no. Cool. Please donate. I would, <laughs> I would like your money. We have nice rewards for you. You can be credited in the film. Also, we made designs, uh, like t-shirt designs that you might like. You get a t-shirt if you get in or if you donate high enough uh, we'll make custom artwork of anything that you want we'll put it in the film okay i'll work like Sorry. super hard to release this as early as possible so our listeners can like, learn that's, more. that's a shameful plug that's a horribly shameful plug <laughs> what do you mean <laughs> like, i don't know really come yeah. on it's your own shit man. yeah I, know. I mean i care about it but like as much as i want to get money to like make the film mm-hmm. the real thing is just i just want to make the film like that's all i care about yeah i mean like at the end like, of the this day this is my thesis sure i can defend this like, front and back with my paper as well but as far as i'm concerned like all i really want to do is like hey guys games are kind of important like that's my main thing like hey video games are important watch this and relate with me please i want to know more people who understand that hey the games changed my life did it change yours because i hope yeah for sure dave Dave in this story reminded you that there was something that it taught you it's about that i mean because like like oh shit this is real okay okay (laughs) let's get real guys like like you get to watch news and then they're like hey video games make you violent games make you a horrible person and i'm just like that's not what i see lots of people mainly concerned parents they are they're justified they're protective but sure Mm -hmm. try to understand though that's not all that there is about games and i'm pretty sure that's just a wrong perception of it yeah for sure like gta doesn't make people violent yeah i mean like it's just fun yeah people are violent yes people who are people who are predisposed to violence will play gta because they are magnetized to that violence they aren't made violent because of gta 
PTA. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, it's not a direct causation relationship. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I even see it as like, I don't know, maybe it's just a phase for video games right now too. Yeah, yeah. Because like, it's not like film didn't go through that. There's a really long time where in like film was completely like discriminated against or like completely controlled. Hey, don't, no kissing, uh, no violence, no blood, all this stuff. No penetration. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a thing. That's a thing. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a, a thing, thing for real. That's definitely a thing. And like, because there was a code in like the 40s or 50s or something that, hey, don't do that. And then eventually people were like, hey, you know what? Films on art and you shouldn't discriminate against art and you shouldn't try to control it. And that's what we have to get to with video games. And I think at the same time, another dimension of that is that we have to respect our audience because these restrictions are placed because of a fear that the audience cannot. Yeah. It's like an empty shell that you fill with violence. It's yeah. Like, it's like, it's like you're not trusting your audience enough to be able to handle this sort of media. Yeah, exactly. And like, I think the other dimension of that is that these rules are in place because you can't trust your consumer enough to have a brain. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, once they see the violent, they will do the violent. Yeah. It's not how it works. That's just really dumb. Everyone has their own sense of agency. Yeah. And I think that's this certain growing pain right now that video games are going through that people are using it as some sort of scapegoat for everyone else's problems or actions, yeah. you know? And I think it's great that you're making a film that is a tribute to how games affect your life. Because like you said a while ago, I shared my own story while giving a talk on games and games have been a very big part of my life. And I mean, that's why I do this podcast because mm. I love video games and I like seeing how video games have affected the lives of people around me. And I think it's great that you're doing this film and dude, no shame in like sharing your Indiegogo shit, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, it's a game money. <laughs> okay, so I'll try to get this out as soon as possible because I'm sure our listeners would be interested in a film like this. Because yeah. No, wait, let's get this right. Like, it's gonna happen whether the Indiegogo is there or not. Whether the Indiegogo is funded or not, this film is gonna you happen. You want your name in there? Fine. I would love to know that there are people who would care about this thing coming out. Yeah. But as far as I'm concerned, this is coming out. I want people to know. And I'm gonna like okay. throw this in film fest. That sounds stuff. great. I mean like I want people to watch out for that. Too. Maybe just think of your Indiegogo as a way to like reach out to other people. Yeah, yeah? maybe. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Not as like a direct like, oh this is how I'm gonna make my money. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, gonna yeah, be yeah. like this is how I reach out with my audience on a personal level. Yeah. For sure. I mean there's a place to earn money or like think about money in this industry, I guess. I think crowdfunding but this isn't it. I think crowdfunding is just getting like a slightly bad name recently. Oh, really? Yeah, because like a lot of people just use it as like... like it, it's Please not... help me make mashed potatoes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, um, it doesn't take itself seriously. And the, some of the ramifications aren't completely understood by everyone, yeah. you know? And like, there's a sense of entitlement that comes with it. Yeah. There's a sense of responsibility that comes with it from the side of the producer, the man. Yeah. But like, it's getting this bad rep because it feels dirty sometimes to like, quote-unquote, beg. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I definitely relate to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because... Yeah, it's weird. I don't... It's weird why it has that connotation, yeah. you know? Because for me, like, crowdfunding is great because everyone that's interested in your product will have a say and will yeah. have a pitch, will have a stake in what you're doing. But we've devolved to this whole perception that crowdfunding is you, like, going to the internet and putting out your guitar case. Like, what's your take on that? The whole crowdfunding thing? The whole crowdfunding thing? I'm happy for it. I'm I happy mean, for the people who... There are lots of people. Have now. used it to great success. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, not, yeah. I mean, like, look at this. See this watch? Is that a pebble? It's a pebble. Okay, I'm looking at Charlie's watch right now. It's a pebble. See what it says in the back? What does it say? Champion Kickstarter. <laughs> 
that's a Kickstarter thing? Yes. I didn't even know that was a Kickstarter thing. The first Pebble was like one of the biggest Kickstarter stuff, and this is the one that beat it. Huh, all right. I'm not sure. I know it's one of the biggest Kickstarter campaigns too. We were talking about Indiegogo a while ago. Yeah. Did you know that Skullgirls? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are so many things we have now that we enjoy and we love, and it wouldn't be out there if it weren't for these crowdfunding engines, so it's fine. Yeah, for sure. I think it's perfectly cool to have them. I think right now we're just in a this It's a good social commentary for people though. What? What do you mean? Like look, look at what people care about. Yeah, for sure. I mean like look at look at what like they want to fund. Uh -huh. They really want to fund that guy for mashed potatoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They really mm -hmm. want that laser shaving thing. There is a mindset that, that people definitely want to go for. Like, remember when that Shenmue thing came out? Yeah. It got funded within like, mm, bam, tapos. Yeah. And it's that kind of mindset, that kind of thinking that I really like now because they challenge authority in a really huge way. Because, okay. You're right. You're completely no, right. No one gave a shit about Shenmue in the corporate world for a really long time because they're like, hey, no one's gonna Because the big bosses this. are like, no one's gonna buy that. Yes, exactly. You will never be given a chance to yeah. make it. And who's laughing now? Yeah, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's like, ha, told you. Yeah. Told you. Um, we, we get Shenmue and the guy gets to make it. Iga. Iga is making his spiritual successor to Castlevania. And oh, yeah, yeah, he yeah, never would have been able to make it if the Kickstarter people didn't show all their support. Yeah, exactly. Right? In your it's face, a, Konami. Yeah, it's a, it's a big... Hey, fuck you. Let me do what yeah. I love. Yeah. Like, the corporate masters are definitely, like, just thinking of it in the business sense. And, of course, that's perfectly fine because it is a business. But it shows how shallow their thinking is to how much people actually care and want to buy these things that they can be providing. I mean, it's always my mindset that money should always be secondary in your head. Yeah. It always has to be what you want first, what you uh, love. Eh. I, I wouldn't push that for everyone. Yeah, for sure. Because I mean, like, like, I don't know. Some people's things I want, they do is money. I want, to, I want to have a pool with a seal in a jet plane going somewhere. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, why not? I mean, if I have all the money, why not? But like, it's not going to be like the main thing that's going to give me happiness, but I'm sure it will be for someone. Okay, okay, okay. Right? So we've talked about the crowdfunding. We've talked about the video games. We've mm. talked about your film. We've talked about how you got into film and some advice for like the younger filmmakers out there yeah. even. Okay, we've been talking for... For a long time already and I wish we had more time but we're gonna have to wrap up already we can catch up a lot I just realized I never finished what like listening any of your podcasts you've never finished yeah I just like listened to it like oh what happened to <laughs> you never finish any of my so I have episodes? no idea that you're gonna do this. <laughs> oh shit, okay. So like, just to wrap up though, we can catch up later, like over the Skull dinner. Dust. Yeah, yeah. Dinner at a friend's that we're super late for now because of this recording. Yeah. And later, Totomog Skullgirls, let's fight games. I brought my fight stick, Laru Tayo. Yeah. But just to wrap up, is there anything you want to plug? Oh, like that Indiegogo campaign. Where do we go? How do we get in touch? Okay, uh, search Player 2 Film in Facebook. There's a Facebook group there. It'll be an easy your link going to Indiegogo. I will um, link to that in the description yeah, of this podcast yeah. and like everything like that. Uh, just search player two. Player the number two. Player? No num space. Oh, wait. No, wait. There's a space. Player, player space, space number two. Yeah. In number two in Indiegogo and you'll find it there. Okay. Um, That's it. What about personally though? Like as as a filmmaker, as a director, as no, a person? No, uh, can I plug it a bit more? Yeah, sure, more sure, like, sure. Actually. I don't know. Just I'm going to run this through festivals so watch out for that. Like, festivals. Alright. Yeah, like I really want more people to get to watch this. I mean, like, as you mentioned a while ago, these thesis films you guys are making, it's not just for the thesis. You guys want to no, push this. people, I guess, who would just wanted it for the thesis. Yeah, sure. But, like, like, I'm talking about you, though. Yeah. And I'm talking about, like, some other people, like your friend who did a film in Africa. You yeah. want to be able to push these films as yeah. uh, something you can show off in festivals, something you can show a greater audience, yeah, rather yeah. than just, you know, your thesis advisors. Yeah, because yeah, that's a waste. I mean, you want to make something. If we're going to 
say a message that we want to say, it might as well try our best to try to say it. I guess. Yeah, it would be a waste if you just did it for your thesis, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So watch out for player two and like maybe film festivals, mm -hmm. things like that. Would you like be open to the idea of releasing it on like a platform like YouTube, things like that? Oh, that's the sad thing about festivals. Really? Yeah, like you can't. There are festivals that wouldn't allow you to go get in if you posted it on YouTube and stuff. Oh, so I didn't know that. But that said, like after it's gone through the festival scene, I might as well put it up. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there's that. Why not? For yeah. sure. Always strive for all those opportunities. Always yeah. take everything. Why waste, right? Yeah, it, it is all about the message anyway. It's all about the message. Besides the film, besides uh, the Indiegogo campaign, I'll be linking to that in this episode's description and everything like mm. that. What about you as a person, as a filmmaker, as a director, as Charlie? Uh, I hope I can keep making stuff. Wait, watch out for me, I guess. Is there anything like you'd want to plug? Maybe like, how would people get in touch with you? Like, Oh, uh, guess, uh, follow me on Instagram. Instagram. Uh, I always post like stuff about my shoots, my illustrations. Which like, is? Uh, Charles Coral. So C-H-R-A-S. We'll put it in the description <laughs> of the episode. C-H-A-R-L-E-S-C-O-R-A-L. Okay. I'm not fact-checking that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but there's an at, you know, there's an at before everything. Really? Yeah. That, oh, no, that's oh, Twitter, not oh, Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you have a Twitter? No, no, no. I, I, I do. But? I don't know. You don't use it? Post, like, I, yeah, put it up. Yeah, same like me. Like, I, I just post through my Twitter, through my Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just made an Instagram, and yeah, I yeah. use it more than Twitter. Because you're vain. <laughs> you know what I post on Instagram? What? Ramen. <laughs> I post food too, come on, man. Okay. Yeah, let's compare food to pictures, come on. Uh, you have, you know, yeah, I make yeah. my food. <laughs> oh, expensive everything yeah, is. I remember that one. You yeah. made your own Instagram and shit. Yeah. All right. Okay, now that we're all wrapped up, we've talked about everything. Is there anything else you want to plug? Uh, check out cabinstudios.com. Cabinstudios.com. Cool. Okay. Uh, they're still making some new stuff. I know they're making new animation stuff. And okay, shout out to Caven. Yeah, because uh, I still love them. They're the best. And they taught me everything I know. Okay. A lot, a lot of things I know now. <laughs> but I went to film school again, so like, hey. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you want? Okay, so that's it. Okay, okay. Now, let's all wrap up. Like, let's get down to playing video games and actually catching up, man. All right, all right. Okay, this this recording has gone long, so um, let's catch up. Let's play Skullgirls. Let's have some dinner, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Tetamonko. What? Tetamonko. Tetamonko? Yeah. Adieu? Suck my dick. <laughs> okay. <laughs> A good night. Bye-bye. Wait, did you actually do that? Yeah, I actually do that. Is that every end? No, that's just me marking the end. I cut that out. No, 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 no. That's, that's, like, that's a mark. There's your mark. Look, look, look at your, look at your audio levels. You see how that peaks? It goes flatline at the top. Oh, yeah, bottom. you're right. I could just mark it like that, but I... <laughs> you're an idiot. No, but you I go, like... <laughs> no, no, no. That, that's not the, like, but that's it. But did you go... <laughs> oh, no, because I... Cause I screwed up my spiel. No, 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 here, here. Um, this has been a meal in the morning at night. Thank you for joining us this fine evening and you're starting your day with us. Yeah, yeah blah, blah. You know what? You look good. I mean, I mean, for a morning person, I mean, hey, hey, okay. Look in the mirror and you're like, ooh, I didn't put on makeup before I slept, but like, I don't know. I'm like rubbing their knees like, oh, I think you've lost some weight. <laughs> oh, it is perfect, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Suck a dick, suck a dick. <laughs> And that was another episode of A Meal in the Morning at Night. Follow our Facebook page at facebook.com slash a meal in the morning at night for announcements on when the next episode is out. And if you'd like to get in touch with us, you can reach us at at Emil Tang on Twitter. That's at E-M-I-L-E-T-A-N-G. And if you'd like to send us an email, 
you can send it over to emilinthemorning at gmail.com. Once again, thank you to everyone for joining us for another episode of Emil in the Morning at Night. And if you're like me, thank you for starting your day with us this fine evening. And to the rest of you people out there, a good night.